Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to another Chesterless edition of 32 Fans. This is, I think, the third one in a row. This is podcast 5 of 32, or maybe 5 out of 20. I don't know. if Chester doesn't have to do any. I don't know why I have to do all 32. Uh, we got a special guest today. We have Dallas Cowboys fan Jordan Parhar. Jordan, how are you? I am doing wonderful, Akiva. Thank you for having me back on the podcast. It's a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for coming back. Canada's favorite Cowboys fan. Do you think Chester's ducking you? Like, is he, as a Vikings fan, just afraid of all the other NFC teams? <laughs> no, he, he doesn't have anything to be afraid of. The Vikings are way better than the Cowboys. So, uh, no, he's, he's, he's got better things to do than to do the podcast. It's all good, Akiva. We'll have fun, though. Uh, yeah, I accept, like, your team has a good offensive line, and his team loses an offensive lineman every single day of training camp. Danger. It's a little <laughs> bit of a problem. See, if we could just loan, you know, if the Cowboys could loan out their offensive line like for a year or something, the Vikings would be invincible. It's honestly it a great. really cool idea. I hadn't thought of it, but like, you know, you could do this in, in, in European soccer. Yeah, right? You, because you, like, do you, you loan need out your great offensive line this year? Like, I don't, but what would you loan it for? Like money on the salary <sighs> cap for next year? Yeah, or you could say like uh, uh, I mean they re- they already resigned Stefan Diggs, but I was gonna say like he was gonna be a free agent, so maybe okay, we'll make this deal. You borrow our offensive line for a year. We'll suck this year. We'll tank. You give us back Stefan Diggs next year, something along those lines. But uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think that would. I, I think uh, it would have to be uh, interconference when you don't play. Like I don't, I I think it's an interesting idea of like loaning a guy to another team for a year, but I don't think it could be in the conference. They also have these rules where you can specify if you want, let's say a guy's on Chelsea, right, in, in the EPL, yep. and they don't have room for him, so he goes to, like, Huddersfield Town. Um, and like, But one of the rules is, like, when you play Chelsea, he's not allowed to play in those two games. Like, because technically, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, how would it work? They... Like, you can't play against the team that pays your salary. It makes no sense. No, totally. So imagine it's like, all right, like, the Patriots should have loaned the Niners Jimmy G last year, and then, like, hey, if we play, you just can't play him. That really would have worked better than giving away Jimmy Garoppolo and like now they have a 41 quarterback <laughs> oh man yeah that I, I, I Patriots fans are gonna be kicking themselves for years over that one that's that's rather unfortunate um we start off usually by talking about the coach in the front office I wanted to ask you a question about the Cowboys front office sure um the, uh Bill Barnwell had a really good column uh, a few weeks ago the 20 most outsized uh, contracts uh, adjusted by position so, for instance, like Kyle Juszczyk, the Niners fullback, is one, not because he makes the most money in the league, but because he's paid so much more than any other fullback, because why would you pay a fullback? And they pay him a stupid amount of money. Oddly, they also pay um, they also pay their halfback, who's not even healthy, right? Jarek McKinnon, way too much. Jarek McKinnon, yes. Um, yeah, he got a huge deal in the offseason. But I, the number three guy in the list is Zach Martin, who's a great player. So you'd really have to pay him a ridiculous amount for him to be overpaid. But your star guard, Zach Martin... Uh, is is making uh, $43 million for the next three years. But what I found interesting, he says, there's only eight guys in the entire league that are under contract for 2023. So this is 18, so that's five years from now, right? Meaning that they have a six-year deal, minimum. Right. Uh, but Martin actually has a contract for 2024, Only the only player in the entire NFL with a contract for 2024. But Martin, Frederick, and Smith are th- three Cowboys offensive linemen are three of the only eight players in the league who are under contract for five years from now. What do you think about that? 
Uh, I mean, I think it's pretty it's pretty great for Dallas. I mean, to have those guys locked up long term. And yes, Zach Martin is probably like quote unquote overpaid right now. But I guess the thinking for if you're you know the Cowboys front office is well, you look at how many offensive linemen were getting paid or how much they were getting paid this offseason. You know, you look at your Nate Solders, you look at your Andrew Norwells. Those guys are getting so much money that you know Zach Martin. Uh, you know, he's got to get more than them. He's got to set the market. So that's why they had to pay him. Uh, so much money, but I'm pretty excited to have those guys locked up long term. It's unfortunate that, you know, Dallas just for whatever reason can't seems to figure it out, whether it's with their coaching staff or with uh, some of the other personnel decisions that they've made in recent years. Um, but the, the only one that kind of worries me a little bit is Tyron Smith because, you know, if you have a bad back, especially in the NFL and at a position like left tackle, um, that's not something that's going to like get better. You, you have a bad, I don't, I don't know if you have a bad back at Kiva. I have a bad back already. I'm 24 years old. Um, I think old fat guys <laughs> have a bad back. I, I feel like it's, just, it's part of the, it's part of the process. It's, it's part of the process. Exactly. And it's, uh, yeah, it's not fun having, having a bad back and it doesn't really get any better as you age. So, um, I, I'm a ma- that's the only thing I'm a little worried about there, but otherwise, yeah, like having Frederick and, uh, and, and Zach Martin locked up long-term is, a it's pretty nice, even though Des Bryant thinks that Travis Frederick is a snake. I mean, the problem is also like either the salary cap doesn't go up and it's like, oh, we had no reason to, we didn't save any money by doing it or the salary cap goes up immensely. And then in 2021, these guys who have three years left on their contract are all miserable because they're like the most underpaid players in the league. I feel like oh, it's yeah, no totally. Or they become bad, and you're paying $16 million a year times three, and you have like a bad aging offensive line, or they can't <laughs> even play. You know, yeah, yeah. That's that's. There's definitely some downside to it a for scenario. sure. The only scenario is like they're league average players, so they can't really complain about their contract. And you like, it's okay that that like they're you know you're paying them a lot of money because like they're at least starting caliber. That's sort of the only way. Like underwhelming is like the only way that it really works out. Yeah, it, it, locking up guys long term in the NFL. I mean, it's it's definitely a gamble unless you're talking about a quarterback. Just because it's just uh, interesting you know. that that like Jerry Jones literally has such a different strategy than all 31 other teams. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also been like always been the stars and scrubs guy, right? Like I'm going to pay my stars a ton of money, and then we're going to have like 10 all pros, and then like 43 waiver wire guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and uh, it really hasn't done. It hasn't really worked out very well for Dallas, has it, Akiva, since, uh, you know, those mid-90s teams, since Jimmy Johnson left. Um, so, yeah, you know, you think, oh, yeah, you're trying something different. We'll see how it works. And, yeah, it doesn't work. It's uh, It's been a bit of a rough go, I think, for Cowboys fans. In I mean, we've had some good times in recent years, but um, as we'll get into in the podcast, I don't necessarily have a ton of faith in these guys for this season or um, beyond this year either. You know what's super interesting to me that I just thought of? So you are a young enough Cowboys fan that you do not remember the 390 Super Bowls, right? Yeah, no, correct. I was born in 1993, so I was a lot like I was alive for the yeah, like 95 one, yeah. but yeah, Switzer, but no, I don't remember any of that. And you're a Canadian you're a Canadians fan, right? Montreal Canadiens? I am a Montreal Canadiens fan. It's so the, exact the exact same, same thing. thing. That's crazy. So yes. you're like a front runner who's never won basically. Yeah, it's 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 pretty funny. Like I my dad jokes that I'm uh, I, I cursed him when I was born because as soon as I was born, all of his teams stopped winning. Um, but yeah, that's the case. I, I, I'm, I root for these like, quote unquote, like prestigious franchises, but they they've never won as long as I've been alive. So Are you it's a Raptors been, guy also. No, not a, not a Raptors guy. I'm a I'm a Sixers fan. Uh, okay. But, but you you've know, never won. Yeah, they never, never won in my lifetime either. So and you have a baseball it's a. Uh, so for baseball, I was exposed, but then they moved. So now I would, I, I rooted for the Dodgers when I was a kid. I don't, I would say I don't really have like a okay. diehard So you've never won now. a championship on, on any level? No, like, like no, that. never won it. Never won a championship with any team ever in mm. any sport. So I, I feel, I think I can relate to you a lot as a Jets fan, Akiva. I, I can't, uh, it's just kind of, we're just in misery all the time. I mean, I think I've had, we've had some good times, but mostly, mostly bad times in most sports for me. All right, uh, let's give me give me your coach confidence ranking on a scale of one to ten. How confident are you right now in Jason Garrett? Oh, ten out of ten, Akiva. I got right, Jason Garrett, the clapper. You got to support him. No, uh, probably. Uh, I would say for the coaching staff for the Cowboys, I'd give them a three. Um, Jason Garrett is not a good coach. I mean, what does he, he need to do to keep his job for twenty nineteen? 
Uh, eight and eight, Akiva. Eight and eight. <laughs> Keep his job. That's enough. Jerry Jones loves him. Jerry Jones loves him so much for some weird reason. I don't understand why. He refuses to fire him. He's He's got one playoff win in seven years as head coach. The only coach that is worse in terms of playoff wins in years in the league is Marvin Lewis, and, and he's employed by prop, one of the cheapest owners in professional sports. So uh, I, I don't know what it is. Like I, I don't understand why they don't get rid of Jason Garrett and try something different. Um, I don't know if you watched All or Nothing, uh, the Amazon series on the Cowboys. Akiva, I, you know, but- I watched the last. Have, have there, has, I definitely watched the Cardinals one last year. I've watched every one before this year. That's either one or two. Um, okay, and, so the Cowboys were the, the Cowboys reason, were this I, I like year. Started it one day and I I didn't watch it, but I sort of regret it. And now 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 it's hard <laughs> not to back on. I'm not sure if I'm going to go back and get to it. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, if you're bored, like if, during the off the season, Cardinals, go back and check the, it out. The actually no, it was Rams. Maybe two years ago was the Cardinals. I think there's been two before this one. The Rams. Yeah, there won, were two like, before. You see Jeff Fisher get fired, so it's an incredible episode of television. The other like seven episodes weren't so good, but the Jeff Fisher gets fired one was insane. I don't know. Is there is there? Like yeah, one I, I haven't seen that out with the Cowboys. I mean, I haven't actually seen that one. I would say the and I, now I didn't realize there was an uh, actual footage of Jeff Fisher. Oh yeah, you fired, should watch. So it. that you makes me want to go it. back. It's yeah, really great. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go watch it after this. Uh, but uh, in terms of the, for the Cowboys one, the only thing there wasn't really that moment this year. Um, there was like there's footage of of Jerry Jones like trying to convince the team to draft Paxton Lynch like in the first episode. Oh boy, um, which is which is pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, in hindsight, I'm the not other sure he's the be other in thing the CFL next year Paxton Lynch I mean he's basically uh, Paxton Lynch is really he he yeah he he's is bad I, he, I don't I, yeah he he's he's terrible like I don't, I don't think he's gonna be on a roster next this? year Pax, he's, he's Paxton that bad Lynch or Hackenberg <laughs> who are you taking oh Hackenberg today came I mean for I, the Eagles did you see this yeah I did I think Hackenberg <laughs> I think I think I'd go Hackenberg because he's nah. he seems more motivated to want run. to play Lynch can run at least you just go like like the but, world's like, worst wildcat with Paxton Lynch yeah, but Lynch, like, he just, like, he plays video games all day. Like, he doesn't actually, it doesn't seem like he actually wants to put any work in. Like, I think yeah. Hackenberg is if a little people more don't motivated. follow, Hackenberg came in, the Eagles signed him as, like, a training camp body. Which, by the way, the Jets don't have, it's so stupid, the Jets just have three, like, zillion-dollar quarterbacks. Like, Bridgewater, who, in theory, has a big contract. Josh McCown, yep. who's making $15 million, and their franchise, and Sam Darnold. So, like, in the fourth quarter of a preseason game, when you have like your like thirteenth and fourteenth offensive lineman in, and the quarterback <laughs> is about to die, they literally have to have like a starting caliber quarterback in the game. It makes no sense. Anyway, Hackenberg yeah, came in today, threw an interception in his first play of practice, and then followed up by throwing a second interception. On oh no, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, two for two, zero for two with two picks, Hackenberg. Oh no, poor Hackenberg. Yeah, okay, maybe maybe we take Paxton Lynch over Christian Hackenberg, someone but they're both to, terrible. Someone is going to write an article ten years from now about how like the Jets ruined him, or like he's going to blame somebody <laughs> else or some other thing. When the reality is, like Pro Football Focus said, do not draft him. He's not an NFL caliber player. Like the, the Jets picked him in the second round, and it was a joke then. And like, don't don't it's a joke now. Ten years from now, yeah, but don't spin this. Yeah. Like Hackenberg sucked, and he was bad. Knew it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, it's the same with Paxton Lynch. It's the same with Paxton Lynch. But go ahead, Akiva. Speaking of quarterbacks who suck, Dak Prescott doesn't suck. We had him as our 10th overall QB. I think I had him 12th. Chester had him all the way up at 8. Obviously, he regressed from year uh, year uh, 2016, his rookie year, to 2017. He had a 120, 100 is average, 120 CQBR. Chester's not here, but we still have to, we're legally obligated to talk about Chester quarterback rating. It went all the way down to 106, <laughs> which you could probably tell is not much above average. It's below guys like... It's not much above Tyrod Taylor, let's say. It's uh, in the in the ballpark of Matt Ryan and Stafford, who who you know didn't have great years, or Rodgers, who uh, missed a bunch of games. Uh, so, do you think the 2016 Dak is who we're going to see this year? The 2017, somewhere in between. What do you think? I think it's probably somewhere in between, Akiva. I think 2016 Dak was, you know, he they weren't asking him to do much. Uh, they had a better supporting cast in terms of like the offensive line was better. They had Doug Free on the team. They had Ronald Leary on the team. Des Bryant was still in his prime. Um, they're, they're, the league hadn't really seen a ton of tape on Dak Prescott at that point. Whereas last year, I think Dak was trying, he said it himself in interviews, he was trying to do too much, you know, without having Zeke there. Uh, miss, Tyron Smith getting injured. I mean, that was really huge for the offense. I would argue that was bigger for the offense than losing Ezekiel Elliott because 
once that happened, the, the the offense just completely shut down. That game against Atlanta when Adrian Claiborne, who's like a journeyman pass rusher, he had six sacks. Uh, speaking of all or nothing, that's an episode that's that's worth checking out the, uh, in which that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think with a health, I mean, <laughs> crossing my fingers, with a healthy Tyron Smith, with Ezekiel Elliott back in the lineup, I think Dak's going to be better. Um, I don't think he's going to necessarily set the league on fire, um, especially with how weak the receiving core appears to be on paper. Um, but I, I don't think he's quite as bad as he was as he was down the stretch last year. So um, I, I don't know if I put him up at 10. I would say he's, he's probably for sure a top 15 quarterback, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, with with room to grow, um, it just we we need to see uh, how healthy does this team say this year, and can he? What can he do without really any wide receivers and without a tight end on the roster? Because that's kind of what he's dealing with right now. Yeah. So let's let's go there. So uh, the receiving core to me is very interesting. Pro Football Focus ranked the 29th. I'd say I would rank it even lower. I, the Bills receiving core. They don't have anybody throwing to them, so but I, I think I'd rank that 32nd. It, uh, they actually have the Cardinals below them, but I guess Fitzgerald and anybody might be better than what you guys have. Um, is there any reason for optimism? I personally like the rookie receiver. Um, Michael Gallup, yes, yeah, out of Colorado I, I, I do State. Like him. I liked him right after the draft when, when people were talking about him. Um, and, and Chester likes uh, Bryce Butler. <laughs> well, Bryce Butler is signed with the Cardinals, so he's no longer with the Cowboys. So, oh, so, uh, listen, I, Chester, what are you sending me? <laughs> what are you sending me? I like Bryce Butler for. Yeah, at least that's Chester's. <laughs> here's here's Chester's take. Uh, let me just read you. Chester sends in his. Okay. Take. God forbid we don't have it for the podcast. Uh, passing game. They've basically replaced Des and Witten with nobody. Witten played ninety nine percent of the Cowboys' twenty seventeen offensive snaps. Those two. By the way, this is also the make fun of Chester segment. Those two combined for 32 red zone <laughs> targets. No one else on the team had seven. Neither Dez or Witten had been particularly good for a long time, but the Cowboys waited till too long, there's two O's and two Chester, to get rid of them and then never replace them. Currently the worst receivers in the NFL. All right, we know where Chester ranks them. They refused to throw to Zeke. Last year they had the third lowest rate of passes to running backs. When they do pass to Zeke, they have a 62 QBR. At least he's not giving us the CQBR, the Chester quarterback rating, and only 20% <laughs> success rate. Dak was 32nd in the league in pass rating on deep passes. That's mostly because of how, of how terrible Dez was. Bryce Butler's numbers were great, so hopefully he'll get more opportunities with Dez gone. Chester. What are you, are you trying to trick us for? And Bryce Butler, not my notes. <laughs> oh no, Chester. Yeah, I think he, he when he was making his chart for the Cowboys, I think he he must have uh, forgot about uh, Bryce Butler signing with the Cardinals. But it's okay. I don't blame him. That's uh, you easily could have missed that. Um, and I I think I'm with Chester. I think this is probably the worst receiving core in the NFL just right now based on what we have. I would take Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk, that kid they picked in the second round this year, and Bryce mm-hmm. Butler uh, over what they have in Dallas. I take the Bills receivers over what they have in Dallas with the addition of Corey Coleman. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a struggle for sure. Michael Gallup is very interesting. He was uh, Pro Football Focus's number one receiver uh, in the draft this year. Um, he definitely flashed at Colorado State. He looked really Really good. He made some. He he was a very efficient receiver. Uh, seen some comparisons to Michael Crabtree. Some people even saying he looks a little bit like Michael Thomas. Uh, he had a, a touchdown in his first preseason game. He's looked really good in, in training camp. So I think if Michael Gallup can be, uh, if he can just blow his expectations out of the water, then I think they might be in a little bit better shape than than I'm expecting them to mm-hmm. be. But asking a rookie to do that in his first year, especially a guy who was taken in the third round, I think that's a really big ask. And if you look at their other receivers, I mean, you got Alan Hearns, who they signed, who, I mean, he's always been injured the last few years in Jacksonville. Um, he He's had a 1,000-yard season before, but I, I don't know how much you really want to rely on him. Cole Beasley was r- really bad last year. Dak, uh, Dak Prescott was recently quoted saying that Cole Beasley is his number one receiver. Um, I, I don't know how comfortable I feel about that. Um, you know, they've got Tavon Austin, who was supposed to be a running back, but he's been lining up at receiver in camp and in, in the pre- in their first preseason game against I'm the Niners. I'm so excited didn't for get all the snaps. preseason stories. They're probably already started, but I've ignored them. Like, you know, is this Tavon Austin's rookie season? And then you can just copy and paste from the last six years. <laughs> exactly. Is this breakout season? Yes, exactly. Like, it's just... Uh, it, it, 
I don't know what they were doing getting Tavon Austin, but uh, yeah, it's 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 not good, Akiva. It really isn't. And then the tight ends, as Chester said, they got. I mean, Jason went and retired at the end of April, so at that point they couldn't really sign anybody um, in the draft. I mean, they had so many needs that they just. They couldn't address tight end until the fourth round. So uh, Dalton Schultz, who they drafted out of Stanford, I don't really expect much out of him. He didn't really do much in college. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the the rest of the roster, you're talking Jeff Swain, Blake Jarwin. I mean, Jarwin oh, was like, yeah, I know, right? So it, it's 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 not it's not very good. So I think they are. They're going to struggle, I think. That unless the like, they can just go into every game and say, "Hey, we're going to run the ball like 35 times, and we don't care if if you know that." And they can still have success if their offensive line is that good. Then, um, you know, maybe they can do something. But I, I just think that's very concerning. If you're going mm-hmm. into, you're just pigeonholing yourself, and you're saying, "This is what we're going to do." And especially, you know, you talked earlier about Jerry Jones just doing, uh, you know, doing what different things from what the rest of the league is doing. It's the same with the Cowboys coaching staff. I mean, they're just completely banking on the run and saying we're just going to just run the rock and and just completely focus on a rushing attack and just kind of have a dink and dunk passing offense when the league is moving towards uh passing like that's just more uh, passing the ball is just much more efficient than rushing the ball at this point um if you look at statistics so uh in in the league where it is today so i'm i'm definitely concerned about this offense for sure they're gonna have to the offensive line is gonna have to stay healthy and zeke's gonna have to play out of his mind in order for them to be competitive this year all right. Well, he, we have a nerd bat signal because you talk about somebody. What? What? Who's the guy? See, I don't know movies like uh, Beetlejuice. Uh, if you say his name three times, like he shows up on the podcast. So it's Chester, the podcast Beetlejuice. We were making fun of him, and I guess his work uh, call. He maybe got fired, but or his work calls over. But Chester, you're are you here with us? Yes, I'm a guest on my own podcast. Uh, yeah, you were a guest today, so uh, you made a big mistake. We were making fun of you. Uh, I read your notes about the Cowboys offense, and you predicted a big season on the Cowboys for Bryce Butler. Uh, Parr, tell him why that's not going to happen. Did he get cut? <laughs> no, Bryce Butler signed with the Arizona Cardinals oh. back in, uh, I believe it was March. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Chester. Making us look good. What do you do your research on? Like uh, one of those fantasy football magazines that, that are printed in May. All right, so let me move the Cardinals up two spots and the Cowboys down two spots. In my yeah, you got to. I mean, Bryce Butler, like, I think we had the Cardinals at like the worst team in the NFL, but now they're. Now they're moving up. Forget it. We had the Cardinals uh, in the in the mid twenties, but now I think they're making the playoffs. I don't care if the NFC West is impossible this year. Chester, yeah, it was so nice. It's so nice of you to join us for for half a podcast <laughs> after like t- taking a week off. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's. Do you have any do you have any takes on the Cowboys defense, Chester? Because we're we're about to talk about the Cowboys D. Um, yeah, I mean their passing defense is very bad. What do you think, Jordan? Is that true? Uh, you know, I think on paper, yes, it looks very bad, <laughs> like very, very bad. But I know I'm biased because I'm a Cowboys fan, obviously. Uh, I think they're going to be a little bit better than people are expecting in the secondary. Like Byron Jones, he was their first round pick from a few years ago. He was moving. He's moving down from safety back to corner. Chidobia Wuzie, who was their, uh, I think he was their second round pick, not this year, but a year ago. Um, really solid rookie season. He's looked really good in camp. Jordan Lewis is another one. Uh, who was picked back in 2000, the 2017 draft, who I think is going to be better this season. Anthony Brown, not a bad nickel corner. Their safeties on paper look pretty weak, but I like Xavier, Xavier Woods and he Jeff Heath more than most Xavier. people. Uh, so, so I'm, I, I think I've got some hope. I think on paper, yes, it looks pretty, but the, the secondary looks weak, but I think they can be, I think they can be better than what people are expecting. I think and then it's I think a fine the secondary, rush, you just don't have a star player. There's no like disaster. Yeah. There. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's just they've got some depth. I think it's just, you know, it's 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 cornerback by committee. It's just going to be a bunch of guys, they're going to work it out together and somebody's going to emerge hopefully, uh, you know, as a as a shutdown guy for them. And what are you saying about the pass rush? Pass rush, I think that's the pass rush is good on, on this yeah, Cowboys defense. Like Demarcus Lawrence, you know, tied for second in, in sacks a year ago. Randy Gregory, who is like the Josh Gordon of defense, he's come out of hibernation. He's back in camp. He was, you know, a first round talent back when the the Cowboys picked him. You, you know, however many years ago, um, I, he's going to be back. I think he's really good. David Irving is uh, suspended again, uh, but when he comes back, I mean, he's always very solid when he's in the lineup. They've got Taco Charlton, who was their first round pick a year ago. Dorrance Armstrong, who they took in the fourth round this year. I think their pass rush is actually pretty decent. Their linebackers, you know, they drafted Leighton Vander Esch. 
They lost Anthony Hitchens, but I think he could potentially be better than he was. Jalen Smith is looking even more healthy this year. Apparently, he's 100% again. He's impressing people in camp. So I, I think the Cowboys' defense is... It, it, it looks pretty bad on paper, but I think it's going to surprise some people. I actually think it's going to be, you know, subpar this year. That's my prediction. Chester, can I drop a take and you guys could react to it? Yeah. The Eagles built around both lines, a ferocious pass rush, a really good offensive line, and a young quarterback. You could make a really strong case the Cowboys have. That. Cowboys, the Cowboys don't have the all-world pass rush that the Eagles have, but they have a well-above-average pass rush. They have an amazing offensive line. Some people say the Eagles are better, but they're pro- arguably probably the two best O-lines in the league. They have a good young quarterback. I, I, why are we? Why is everyone so like in the middle on this team? You're not in the middle. You're, uh, you're on I, the b- bottom. You have ranked them much lower than I did. I know. Why don't we like them? Uh, by the way, I had, them, I had uh, the Cowboys at 18, Jordan. Chester had them at 12, so they're our 14th. Well, that was before teams. I knew about we Bryce to- Butler, though. Yeah, and right now knock him down from fourteen to twenty four, <laughs> yeah. the Butler bump. But I don't I, I, like maybe this team is okay. Maybe we're too obsessed with sexy um, skill position players, in particular receivers. When like, well, the Eagles, if they don't have Alshon Jeffrey at the beginning of the year, like they also don't well, have I think my issue, and I think you already went through my notes, but like their nine and seven record was really unsustainable last year. They were no, that we didn't do. Actually. Oh, okay, thank you for uh, you could, that part. You could read. Yeah. Okay. So basically. Can I, should I read your notes? Would you like, is that easier for you? Yeah, you want to read them in my voice? <laughs> yeah, well, no, I don't do it. Listen, Jordan, here's my, uh, here's my original research. Dallas went 9-7 last year, but that was based on an unsustainable 5-1 record in the division. They beat the Eagles in Week 17 when the Eagles were resting everyone. They swept the Giants and the Redskins for the first time in a dozen years. They played the AFC West and NFC West, both Wests, in, historical, awful, in historically awful years for both divisions, and they still only went 4-6 and six outside the division. They faced the Niners pre-Jimmy G., they faced Seattle in Week 16 after they'd collapsed. They faced they lost to the mediocre Chargers and awful Broncos by a combined 70 to 23. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. I mean the and the other and thing too with Bryce that Seattle Butler, game, the third best receiver in the and game. they lost Bryce yeah. Butler, and they lost Bryce Butler. The thing with that Seattle game too, they lost that Seattle game. Like they should have won that game. They lost. It was it was atrocious. Um, and I yeah I agree with you. Like the fact they felt they finished nine and seven, but it felt like as a fan like a six and ten or five and eleven season. Like they mm-hmm. they were not good last year, and I don't think. They're going to. I think you know. I don't think they're going to be as bad as maybe five and eleven this year. But I don't think they're going to finish nine and seven this year. I think they're going to be a little bit worse, to be honest. Playing against the NFC South and the AFC South is going to be tough um, in terms of their outer division games. And then within the division, I mean, the Giants got better. I think the Redskins, you could argue, are a better team as well with Alex Smith, a healthy offensive line. Their their D line keeps building depth there. And then the Eagles, I mean, you could argue the Eagles are even better this season. So, I mean, yeah, Carson Wentz is coming off a torn ACL, but, um, you look at the supporting cast, I mean, they, they're set at every position. So, uh, I yeah, I'm not expecting much from Dallas this season. I think Chester, you're too high at 12, and Akiva even at 18, that wow. might be too high. I wouldn't Russia be like Elizabeth. for me, like I I could I I, I am I usually come on this podcast every year, and I'm like the Cowboys are I'm very pessimistic about them. I don't think they're going to finish very well. Um, I I know last year a lot of fans were expecting them to finish you know 13 and three again, and I said no, they'll probably finish like nine and seven, and maybe they'll just miss the playoffs. I think maybe this team, I, I would probably say right now, like seven and nine is kind of where they're at. So I would say, yeah, maybe closer to that 18 range, 17, 18, somewhere in the 20, early 20s range. Um, I'm not expecting a lot from this team. Now, could they, if a few things break the right way, could things turn out? Absolutely. Like you said, on paper, it looks like they do kind of have this, they've constructed this team similarly to how the Eagles have. The difference is that, you know, the Eagles, what they did was they have a cheap quarterback on their on their uh, salary cap with Carson Wentz being, being still on his rookie deal. The Cowboys have the same thing with Dak Prescott. But the difference is that the Eagles went out and spent that money in free agency. They, they built their team. They built upon their strengths they built upon that defensive line and they made their team even better you could say Seattle did the same thing in you know the 2012 and that whole when they started building up their dynasty when Russell Wilson was still on his rookie deal the Cowboys have had Dak on his rookie deal for a few seasons this is year three now they really haven't done any of that and it's because the front office has just mismanaged their cap so poorly and they just haven't had an opportunity to do that they're they're spending 26 million dollars against their cap this season just on dead money alone so that I mean 
that's a few players, a, a few players that could be contributors or stars for their team right away in free agency that they just didn't have the opportunity to add to their team. So because of that, I, I they just they've mismanaged things so much that I, I, I just don't really feel great about this team. Their rookies are going to have to really blow them out of their water in terms of expectations in order for this team to be a really successful franchise this year. And I, I, I just think that's a lot to ask out of young players. And Stephen Jones has already promised that Dak Prescott's getting a hundred million dollar contract as soon as his rookie contract is up, which is really helpful. In <laughs> we already yeah, talked so about the, the Jones's insane contract ways. We yeah. at the beginning of the podcast that they have uh, three guys. Well, that was terrible. before his answer takes. Now I'm sure it's going to be like one hundred fifty million, right? <laughs> Did you? Um, I, I'm sure. Yeah, no, two hundred. Yeah, sure you guys already talked about this, Jordan. You watched All or Nothing with the Cowboys. Oh god! Yeah, we well we talked about all or nothing. We're not doing reruns on a podcast. (laughs) We talked about it for too much already. (laughs) Okay, all right. You know, no, we didn't talk about it. Chester, talk about it. What did you? What because Kiva had no. We didn't. So we we didn't describe all eight episodes in like excruciating detail. Yeah. So let me let 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 me open my notes on that. I have a fourteen page word document. Three uh, single spaced. (laughs) Uh, You know, Jordan, who's the best non first round rookie on the Cowboys? Best non first round rookie on the Cowboys, like that they from this year's draft class. Uh, Connor Williams. He's uh, he's going to play left guard for them this year. He played left tackle at Texas. There was talk that he was going to go in the first round. I was surprised he didn't go in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they were very, very excited that he fell to them. Say this about um, you guys. You really, you really spend a lot of capital on the line. Like you, you, you yes, a so lot of seriously. capital on the line. Yeah, they they do, but you know what? I mean, it, it when it it's funny when it's worked out for them, they've been great. They were, you know, they were twelve and four in twenty fourteen with their great offensive line with Romo, and then back in twenty sixteen, they had a, they the line was healthy, they were great. Dak's rookie year, they go thirteen and three. Maybe it's every two years the the offensive line like going all in on the line strategy works, and then every other year there it, it goes horribly wrong. So um, maybe this is the year, but I, I do think Connor Williams is going to be really good, and we already talked a little bit about Michael Gallup, but I think he's going to be uh, pretty good as well in the third round they got him. Oh, that was a good Like, Chester, you hear that answer? People should listen, and they should be like, yeah. you should have an answer in two seconds. Yeah, that's a good answer. That was good. He's a, he's a good broadcaster. Yeah. Um, all right, Chester, <laughs> I don't know if you know, but Jordan has a fantasy football podcast. What's it called, Jordan? Oh, my fantasy football co- podcast. It's the Fantasy Football Canadians podcast. It's very a very casual podcast at this point, just because I, I I've been so busy with like work and school lately. But if you're down to listen to a podcast like once every couple weeks, and you want to hear me talk about fantasy, check it out. Now you just, uh, we did, just a did a two QB uh, episode, which is it's very close to Chester and our heart and my heart because we think that people don't do Q, two QB leagues basically shouldn't be allowed to vote. Yeah, it, it's. <laughs> I was listening to your podcast you guys did about the the Bill Simmons uh, 2001 article, which was fantastic. By the Agreed, way, listen yeah. to it mm-hmm. uh, if you're listening to this right now and you haven't checked it out. And you're a fantasy football fan, um, but I, I totally agree. I think it's it's just re- one quarterback leagues. The quarterbacks are just so it, they just don't matter. And quarterback is like the most important position in football. So why why like you you need to make them more valuable? I think two quarterbacks are, are way more important. So I did a mock uh, today, De- or, Jordan. Sorry for yep. keeping interrupting you. But I, I like the fact that I'm interrupting you because usually if we have a woman on the podcast afterwards, people say like Akiva always interrupts women. So I want to like, so if I interrupt, <laughs> you, I say, hey, listen to this podcast where I interrupted you It's okay. It's okay if it's times. me, Akiva. It's men also. Um, so Chester, do you know this? In a mock, in a mock draft, no QB is going in the first 52 picks? In a one quarterback league. In a one QB league. Like there's no, yeah, why, why are you even jump. playing fantasy football? Yeah, no, we, in like round 13, Drew Brees had not been picked yet. I, I, it's not, <laughs> it's the, I mean, literally we're talking about like the fourth best player in the NFL. Why are we even bothering? Why, why are we even bothering with QBs? If, yeah. if they're going to be that, I, I make fun. The old man league I'm in, which I'm about to ask. I had a, a question plan that I'll, I'll, I'll ask Jordan about, uh, when I thought you weren't going to be here, the old man I'm league I'm in, I make fun of it because quarterbacks get six points for a touchdown pass and every hundred yards they get five points instead of four, which makes them super powered. But I actually think if you play in a one QB league, that might be the way to go, because yeah, that's the I, only I way to balance it out. Chester, do you think that's insane? Well, it, but that's like that's like putting a band aid on like a missing. Of course, like, no, like we agree. Stupid. But like, yeah. I, I thought it was stupid, but now I'm sort of coming around to like how we can, you cannot Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers cannot go 55th in your draft. Yeah, after like, like 25 <laughs> running backs, it's crazy. Yeah. After backup running backs, yeah, they're it's gone. Very stupid. So here's my question, Jordan. In this, in my one like super casual normie league, I have the fifth pick. It's a twelve-team league, half PPR, um, one QB league. What would you do 
at five. So is this, do you start two receivers or three you, receivers? You, can, you start um, two receivers and a flex. It's very, it's two receivers it's and very a flex. standard other than the half. Okay. We are. Okay, so I would probably go. So the first, the first, if you're in a fantasy league, like you want to have a top four pick this year because it's just yep. it's, you can do it sleeping. You get those first four running backs out of the way. Yeah. After strong, that, it gets interesting. If you, oh, what, what, what? Oh, okay. I would take Antonio Brown first overall if he's available at five. Of course, you take him. And at, at, with a half, with a half point PPR. Yeah. I mean, the problem so is though, here's my here's up, the like, argument. Johnson is going to have like eighty percent of the catches Antonio Brown has. That's that's why like the the advantage you get from a running like those elite running backs like from Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, Ezekiel Elliott, David Johnson. It's just Wait, so of much the four more guys you mentioned, the how many of them have been top ten running backs each of the last two years? Because the answer is zero. Okay, and, and fair enough. Difference. Fair Antonio enough. Brown but is guaranteed to be a top five of a wide receiver this year. True, he's guaranteed, but it's so much easier to find receivers later in the draft, I especially with how is so deep this year. It's shocking compared to it's the last so year. deep. Yeah, every single it is year, so deep. I'll tell you what, every single year there's three running backs who will end up in the top ten who will not go drafted in your draft. True, right? And there's no, no such thing. Sure. there's one, no such thing as Alvin Kamara at wide receiver. It doesn't exist. You'll get a wide receiver you're, you're twenty, right. but you won't get a wide receiver five or wide receiver three. What about David Boston year? Bill Simmons made fun of him, and then he rode Stu to the title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but here, yeah. here's the problem to get like a, into the second and third round for one second. If you pick yeah. Brown at five, the the good players you have to pick at what is that like nineteen and twenty three or whatever it is eighteen and twenty three. Yep, are receipt or eighteen and twenty five? Th- yes, are, are eighteen and twenty seven. Sorry for my are um are all receivers and maybe like a tight end. Yes. So yes, like, exactly. You go Brown, so that's why receiver Gronk, and then your best running back, if you're lucky, is like Alex Collins in round four. Yeah, but I, I'm yeah. Ha- so I, I mean, and do you- okay. I mean, I'm See, just I- saying because I was I, I've done a bunch of mocks today, and I and I get Gronk every time in that in that you know. So it's it's almost always Brown Gronk, and then there's some really good receivers, but there's no like the running back in that range is like Joe Mixon, who I'm not going near in half PPR league. Yeah, but see, so my but my yeah, take is the opposite. I, mean, I think you you. Instead of trying to get an elite running back, grab four or five guys in the 20 to 30 range. Because one of them, Lamar Miller, Jay Ajayi, Derrick Henry, you know, Deion Lewis, one mm-hmm. of those, or one of the rookies, you know, uh, Rashad Penny, Sony Michelle, one of these guys is going to be a top 10 running back. I'd rather have five of yeah. those guys than, than David Johnson. Ronald Jones? Yeah, I'd rather have five of any of those guys than David Johnson or Todd Gurley. Because it, Chester's it all, telling you his league league strategy. No, I don't want. I don't want all my eggs in one basket. It doesn't matter because I don't have any. I don't have any. Yeah, I don't want all my eggs in one basket at running back. <laughs> I hear what you're saying in the Super League, which is the my sequel to the League of Leagues, which is a uh, Jordan a three sport league: football, baseball, basketball. Yes, I I I'm went with the Chester strategy, and I figured like, why am I drafting? Especially because they're going to be rookie running backs available in in March. Why am I drafting running backs? Like, are they going to be on an NFL? Like, is Devonta Freeman? In March of 2018, is he going to be in the NFL in September 2019? Is he going to be on the Falcons? Like, who knows? So I, I like, I, yeah, I, you don't know. I, yeah. So I didn't pick any running backs. My number one running back right now going into like this rookie draft is Marlon Mack, who I actually think is probably going to have a decent year because he's probably the Colts' number one running back. But like, I, I have nobody. I have like Mack, Crowell, and everyone's laughing. At me. I mean, but Akiva, I, I, I dropped Demarco Murray in December last year, and Demarco Murray, of course, yeah, and people thought you were insane. Yeah, and he retired. And he retired. Yeah. People thought you were crazy for dropping. Yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah. So, that, so yeah, I, I think it's an interesting debate uh, where where to go if you have the fifth pick is probably the worst pick in the draft though. Now that I now that I sort of yeah yeah. If, I mean it's uh, I mean it depends if you want to go like with what Chester's saying then yeah you get Antonio Brown you're laughing if he falls to you at five. I mean you're guaranteed you're guaranteed the number one receiver in fantasy football. So if you want to play it you just want to take the chalk picks then yeah go for Antonio Brown but. I mean, if you want to build your team, if you're looking at those other running backs that are available in the second and third round, you really don't have an, you're not going to have another chance to get one of those elite guys. But if you're going to go with what uh, Chester's saying and just load up on mid round guys, which is certainly a viable strategy, and then you just go with Antonio Brown for in the, with fifth overall, and then at 19 or whatever it is, you take Gronk, and then again at 23, you just take Adam Thielen or yeah, T.Y. Hilton or whoever the best receiver guys. is. Yeah, just to, to me, yeah, one of those guys. Right? I mean, is your goal to win the league? 
leaguers, your goal to finish like eight and five and like you know sneak. In no, the, the goal is to win. Okay, the, if your goal, goal is to win, win the, the league, goal is to win. If your goal is to win the league, you're not going to win the league because of the guy you picked in the first round. You're going to win the league because you're the guy who picked up Alvin Kamara in week three on waivers, and you're the guy who took Adam Thielen yep. in the last round of your draft. And Do you so, like Thielen or Diggs better, Chester, for this season? Uh, people are saying Diggs right now. But yeah, I think I, I because I had the choice today and I picked Diggs and I'm sort of leaning towards Diggs. I think Thielen overachieved a tiny bit last year. Well, yeah, I mean, I I assume last year will have been his career year, but you know, he's a good receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, that's interesting. Uh, Chester, do you have any teams in your league that get a bump? Now you have a unique league. Do you have any teams in your league that get a bump because guys are on them? Because there's certain leagues, you know, growing up in New York, where Giants players, nobody, no Jets fan would ever bid on a Jets player, but like Giants fans will. Maybe boost the Giants. Guys. But uh, are people still doing that in 2018? They are not in the Chester, leagues. I'm in. not in your. I, well, league I, the, you only, no, the only the only the only is Eli Manning. Eli Manning goes, goes for too much Barkley every year. Like three in a Giants family. Yeah, no, Eli Manning goes for too much every year. I mean, there's a woman in my league who who has a crush on Tom Brady yeah. and will always au- buy him at auction. Yeah, yeah. Like even at like twice his normal yeah. price. Oh, this last year she, you know, because people had been doing it for so many years, she let the person have it last year at like an insane amount because they just assumed she would keep going. Yeah, uh, and she didn't. She, so she she's actually won that league though, and you haven't, so you can't make fun of her. She's won. No, she. But no, I won once. She uh, won two years in a row. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, shout out to Yafi. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Chester, do you know what the Sam from New Zealand question is? Because you haven't been on the last couple podcasts. Yeah, I've listened to the podcasts. Oh, right. And yeah. oh, they, would you say they're better than the ones that you're on? <laughs> I mean, I don't like listening to the sound of my own voice. So in that. Yeah, sense, it's hard. It's probably better. I also yeah. would like it just you episode better. Yeah. So uh, Jordan, here's the question. Sam from New Zealand's a listener. He's never followed football before. He wants to get into football this year. He wants people to pitch their team and he's going to pick a team before the season. So pitch him on becoming a Dallas Cowboys fan. Let me just say, Sam, before you listen to this, if you become a Cowboys fan, you're banned from listening to this podcast. Yeah, yeah, that would be, it would be an insane choice. <laughs> yeah, I think if he picks the, the Cowboys like, or the Patriots, he's banned. But we we discussed this, by the way, um, Alex, before you came on. But Parhar is a Canadians and Cowboys fan who's never seen either team win a championship. Yeah, he's the world's worst. It's a, yeah, it's it's, it's, a, it's yeah, he's the worst world's worst front runner. Yeah, incredible. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's so it can, sucks. Can you it with a straight face me. pitch Sam from New Zealand? <laughs> It, well, how about this? If he's a Man U fan, I feel like there's a lot of like Aussies and, and New Zealand guys who are <laughs> Manchester United fans. Like, if he's a Manchester United fan, I feel like he would like the Cowboys. Yeah, if if that's the case, then yeah, certainly he should be a Dallas Cowboys fan. Um, but I, I, from listening to the Redskins and Seahawks episodes, I thinking about how I was going to approach this when we got to the Cowboys episode. Um, yeah, no, I, I, there's nothing I can tell to him on being a Cowboys fan. They're owned by a crazy old man who has no idea what he's doing, uh, who just makes terrible decisions. His son is basically the general manager at this point, surely based on nepotism. Uh, their coach is terrible. Uh, <laughs> they, the fan, a lot of the fans are, I mean, I am a Cowboys fan myself, but a lot of the Cowboys fans are just very insufferable. Mm. Uh, and people are just going to hate on you for no reason because you're a Cowboys fan, even even if you uh, are somewhat reasonable, uh, which I feel like I am. I don't know if I am or not. But, um, yeah, I, just don't be a Cowboys fan. Is it – what's it, Sam from New Zealand? Yes. Uh, just just don't. Uh, there are other better teams to pick than Dallas. It's going to be frustrating. You're going to get your heart broken. Uh, there's not a lot of upside. And, like, there's other more – like, there's more fun young teams out there. Like, I would choose, like, a young and up-and-coming mm, team that, like, maybe one. isn't that good yeah. yet that – maybe you want to you know jump on the bandwagon now like a good team like if you're new to football and you want to be a fan like go be a browns fan like they they have like seriously like they have some stuff going on yes you should be a jets or a browns fan you should start at the bottom the browns are in hard knocks so you can get to know some of the players a little bit better Mm -hmm. they've got a quarterback Uh, by the way the jets have their own um the jets have their own like hard knocks on their own on like their team website and you'd think it's like it's like relatively sanitized, but it's a hundred times better than you'd think. Like the camera work is just as good okay. as Hard Knocks. It's people should if people are like craving for Hard Knocks and it's only once a week. There's like seven episodes. The last one my daughter watched with me because they let they did one of these things at like a, at like a training camp. Like uh, I, what, what do you call it? Like um, a scrimmage, like a night scrimmage at the Rutgers yep. University. They let a young kid who had just recovered from cancer like run for a touchdown. So now my daughter said like. She is she because she was going around saying that she likes the Yankees and the Giants, not the Mets and the Jets, to annoy me. And I was ready to kick her out of the house. <laughs> but she told my wife that now she likes the Jets because they were nice to kids with cancer. 
I also kind of told her, and my wife was super annoyed about this, that the Yankees make fun of kids with cancer. Because um, I really have to sell her not being a Yankees fan. Um, but I have to do whatever I have to do. I mean, I told my son that everyone in the Yankees wears a diaper uh, in the field. Uh, and then I, I told my daughter that they make... But listen, I will do whatever it takes to not let them, you know... they could, If they want to root for, like, the Cleveland Browns, God bless them. But they're not rooting for the Giants or the Patriots or the Yankees. Uh, but yeah, now I don't even know what it's called. But if you go, if you go to the the like the Jets YouTube page or the Jets uh, Facebook page, it's it's there, and it's it's like ten minute episodes, and you, you see the draft, and it's pretty decent. As someone who has a father who uh, would have gone to similar lengths, Akiva, to make me a fan of his teams uh, and not rival teams, I I commend you for what you did. You're doing good work for your kids. Yeah, I'll, I'll t- I'll, you can you can write a note to the lawyer when uh, my wife tells the judge. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, uh, Chester, do we have anything else for him besides a prediction? Anything for Parr? Uh, well, uh, let me ask you, because this episode was supposed to be your cliffhanger was the division rankings, and then you said to me earlier today, well, I'm not going to do it if you're not on. Now I'm on. Do you want to do that, or, or should we save that? No, because it's like... I, I, let's, extend let's for extend next. that let's, cliff one more episode. Extend the cliffhanger. Oh, but let me pitch you guys a, a quick pool, because I did promise a cliffhanger, and we, and we lied, okay? I, I don't think I've mentioned this to you, Chester, off-air. I think it's a fun idea because we've we're in so many fantasy leagues at this point. I'm in I'm in think I think in seven. Maybe instead of the thirty two fans league this year doing a fantasy league, what if we did more of a a betting pool? So here is an idea called the margin of victory pool. Every week you play one, you pick one game, or it could be two. You one or two is the same same pool, um, but one is a little too similar to maybe to a survivor pool. So let's say week one you have um, who are you guys playing week one, Jordan? Cowboys, uh, Carolina Panthers. Okay, so you have, and where's that game? That's in Carolina. All right, so let's say you know, Z- uh, uh, let's say Deke and and uh, uh, let's say Dak and Zeke, sorry, uh, are, are both like suspended for <laughs> game one. It's like, oh, the Cowboys are are like eighteen point underdogs. So you pick the Panthers, and the Panthers beat the Cowboys thirty four three. Now you have a plus thirty one. You get the margin of victory or loss. So you get a negative if they lose from that game, and then it just adds up for all seventeen games. So it's a little bit like a survivor pool. Oh, cool. I think it's a good idea. Chester, what do you think? I will save my opinion for next episode. That's the cliffhanger. <laughs> oh, what a, wow. That you probably will not be on. <laughs> Are you going to be on the next episode? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. All right. Um, all right. Uh, but Jordan, thank you as always. You're, uh, you're one of our most popular guests. Uh, I'm excited to, uh, to have had you on. Uh, oh, give, us a, give us a prediction for the Cowboys season, your official record in 2018 for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, okay, so I've gone back and forth with this, mm-hmm. and thank you again for having me on, guys. It's always a pleasure. Love doing this podcast every year. Um, I'm going to say the Cowboys finish 7-9. and nine. They miss the playoffs, uh, and Jason Garrett does not get fired. Wow. And we that do the exact wild. same thing I, again next year. I think year. he has to go at least 8-8 <laughs> eight and eight to not get fired. But I do think that I, might get I don't... I, I think seven and nine is where they're going to hit, and I, I just think that Jerry Jones, he just loves Jason Garrett, and, and for whatever reason, he just doesn't want to let him go. It's been seven years. I think his it's just the Cowboys are built on nepotism. You got to watch uh, All or Nothing, Akiva, and you'll see. It's like a, they talk about how it's family, and I feel like they they've warped uh, Jerry Jones's mind has been warped so much that he thinks that Jason Garrett is like part of his family now for some reason. But, yeah. um, yeah, just, it's not, it's Dez not going to be the greatest year for the Cowboys. Chester, do you have the Cowboys in the playoffs? <laughs> you have them ranked 12th. No, I do not. But in oh, the so AFC, they would the, be a playoff team. Yeah, they would be a playoff. Team. Well, listen, yeah, AFC, sure. That. But yeah. AFC is way weaker. Hey, stop yeah, spoiling our divisional the... rankings. Well, I don't know. Oh, sorry, I, uh, sorry. But move to the AFC West, and I think you might win the division this year. Finally get out of that East. All right, Jordan, thank you so much. Chester, thanks for gracing us with your presence on this one podcast. I will speak to you in a few weeks, I guess. Yeah, something Maybe like week that. one of the football season. No, I think you're going to be on some of the next few episodes. I'm not sure which ones, but Maybe I think you That's will. a cliffhanger. All right, uh, have a good day, everybody. Okay, bye-bye. Baby, 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 I'm coming home. Your tender sweet love and you're my one and only one, one. The world needs a bit of taste in my mouth, girl You're the only one that I want Wanna be your
Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.